0: Talks. Did you know the best trick of all when it comes to graphic design and creativity and ideas is the skill of undesigning, of not designing anything? That is an absolute critical skill when it comes to really good design now it's counterintuitive because a lot of people are like oh what do you mean you got to spend a lot of time it's time and money to come up with ideas well it's easy for some people to come up with ideas um, and it's challenging for other people to come up with ideas but what I've learned professionally now uh, like my goodness I've been in I don't want to date myself but I've been doing this graphic design business for well over 30 years and truth be told one of the one of the keys to the best design work is undesigning it not over designing it that's probably a better way to put it is don't over design it don't overthink it you know that there's sayings like don't beat a dead horse or too many cooks in the kitchen one of the biggest detriments to good good design or good branding let's let's good let's jump over to the branding side of things is when you have um when you have criticism or, or critical thinking by others, by, or, or what I could say designed by committee. So you have, what does that mean? So you might have a whole bunch of people that have to feel like they're embedded in the process. And although teamwork is a really good idea and I'm all about teamwork, I think everything created, is it takes a team, it takes a group of people to do that. Absolutely, 100% agree with that but what you're going to find is that um, just like anything in life there's going to be so for example with home building you're going to have a good architect a good engineer a good carpenter you're going to have a good um, sheet rocker you're going to have a good painter you're going to have a good a person is good with molding you're going to have somebody that specializes in putting in rugs, somebody that specializes in doing hardwood floors or vinyl or t- you know all different kinds of things in a home. You're going to have electricians, you're going to have plumbers, you're going to have a group of specialists, people that are best at what they do. But when it comes to branding and design, what happens, and I've seen this happen more frequently, it's definitely on the rise, is that everybody's becoming a, an expert. And that could be really dangerous because for several reasons. Um, one reason is that, um, just like with a house, if you're going to build a, or a tower, you know, like, you know, if we're going to have somebody, I'll call him a hack, some hack come in and design a tower, the tower is going to fall down. You're going to want an expert doing that kind of stuff. And it, and you might think that, you know, well, there's a big difference between building a tower and building a brand. Is that you know why can't anybody do a brand? Well, that's not exactly true, and, and obviously we're we're not comparing apples to apples here because a tower could literally kill people, but a brand, a bad brand or a bad design can actually kill a kill your business, um, absolutely kill your business. So, for example, you're working with somebody who, uh, let's say, you want to come up with a, a dog sitting business, and. Um, You know you have a a team of people so you hire a graphic designer or a design professional like what I do and um, you come up with a a, they come up with a really good couple of ideas but now on the team is the owner and the owner's husband or wife wants to participate because they have all kinds of wonderful ideas and then they're going to now have Susie their um, their assistant and, and Bobby their uh, one of their workers who who used to love art and design he used to go to school and used to like to draw pictures So now you've got the husband and wife and you've got the two other people in, involved in this committee designed by committee And what happens is and I've seen this a gazillion times. And yes, that's a big number um, and, and they get involved in decision-making that that they probably shouldn't be because they're making decisions based on a whim they're not basing it on professionalism and, and clarity of the brand or the, the importance of training behind branding itself. So for example, a uh, dog sitting business, you know, I would ask the, the client you know, a little bit more about their business. What makes them different than anybody else? Why would I go to you as opposed to somebody else? I would ask them questions like, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, your background, who you are as a person. Um, I would ask, you know, um, if if a client comes to you, how would you engage them? I'd ask them things like, what are they selling? Who are they selling to? Are they selling in a local mom and pop store? Are they selling on the internet? Are they selling worldwide, internationally? There are a number of questions I ask because this all applies. It's all applicable to how you bring your business to market, a.k.a. branding. Because, for example, if if you're going to be direct to consumer online on a website your look and feel and and what you say your taglines and all of the text on your your webpage for example are going to be a little bit different than if you're corporate only and it's business to business or you're you're selling you know mass volumes of things to to certain corporations what you say and how you say it is imperative just it's absolutely critical and vital to your company or your product or your business's success um, there's no question about it I mean it's just so, so cut and dry for me and I've seen so many businesses fail and I've seen others other businesses succeed very well too and it's all based on that um, deep understanding of branding and good passionate committed design work um, you know look at look at some of the more more uh, popular brands like Nike the Nike swish you know the Nike swish can turn a, a Two dollar piece of cloth into a forty five or more dollar uh, t shirt just because of the brand mark. You've got FedEx. The FedEx logo, if you've ever noticed, you know in between the letters of FedEx is an actual arrow moving to the right. It's a uh, forward motion. You know, there's a lot of thinking and thought behind that. You know, we have to take into consideration. Ah um, oh man, have I run into this so many times where somebody wants to do a logo and they want to just do a picture they found on the internet as their logo and you just can't, you know, number one, you can't steal things off the internet that's copyright infringement, you run into some trouble, but you really what you really need is the most simple logo brand mark you can get that will work very well in black and white or in one single color Why? Why is that important? Because when you when you transition when you move this logo to a website or a web page for example let's say it's a a blue background and you're going to slap your logo on there and it's a photographic logo with a lot of detail and it's really small on the internet which it will be you won't be able to see it it'll be real grainy and pixelated and it'll look lousy so one of the things i do when i design logos or brands is i make sure that what I deliver is going to work in a single color another example how many times I've run into this where oh, a client wants to do their, their clever logo that their cousin Harry created and uh, it's it's this fancy photo and they want to do t-shirts and then we get quotes for t-shirts and they cost thousands and thousands of dollars because there's more than four colors in a very specialized screen printing process as opposed to a picture of Nike Swish and, and a nice bright red color, which they should very well have their own very specific Pantone colors for their brands, so that it's consistent. Put that one single little red color on a t-shirt and it's much, much, much more affordable to create t-shirts using that one color logo. So that's why it's really important to keep things very simple. And that's the whole premise and notion behind the um, the skill or the art of of not over-designing things, or the art of undesigning, Um, because again, in in its simplicity is its value. Um, Look around you at most great brands, you know, look at Google or Amazon or Apple, you know, especially Apple, I mean, mean, whether you use the word Apple or just their simple bitten off Apple logo, icon, it becomes well-recognized. And not all brands are supposed to be like Apple, by the way. I've also run into that quite a few times where people are comparing their brand. I've had uh, yoga companies that are doing yoga classes saying that they want to be as big as Google. They're comparing themselves to a a tremendously different business. And that's another reason to work with people that, that are experts in what they do. Because these people... That, that want to create something like Google, this one particular yoga company, they're asking for trouble because they're, they're basing their whole brand and existence on, on, a, on, a, on a farce, on a credible <laughs> dream that doesn't make any sense, as opposed to finding out who they serve. Like if you go to Yoga Glow, it's glow.com, but Yoga Glow, they have an excellent brand clear mission statement on how to do yoga and how how they appeal to people that want uh general overall wellness and the colors they use the graphics they use the terminology they use is all really geared around their mission and that is really super important when uh creating a brand if if you want the brand to succeed if you want to make money doing what you're doing and you want to succeed that's really important and again, if you look at their brand as an example, um, it's very simple, it's very clean. It's not overdone, it's not overdesigned. And I think a lot of times with art, graphics, de- graphic design, um, people tend to overdo it. They think they have to create this gigantic mural of, of, of artwork um, when they really don't. We don't want people to overthink. We don't want people to, to look at something and really have to overthink things. In fact, we want them to move past the brand mark, past the, past the logo, and get on to converting to sales. The, the objective to any business, business product, or service, um, even with a church, is to, um, is to convert to customers. It's, it's to create a, a purpose or a mission or a, an end goal. You know, so if you're selling a product, you want to sell products to earn an income, to make money on it. Or if it's a nonprofit, to at least um, cover your expenses to make the product, right? If you're a, um, a nonprofit group, let's say you're a church again, you want your brand to cover your mission of your specific church and your values so that you can attract the right people into that facility, into that church, so that it matches your values. That's really important. Um, I consult with a number of churches and, and it's a very important process because um, it's not just a church. It's a brand. They, they, they need to have um, not a product brand to make money but it's it's important to align your people, your customers, your followers, people that want to become raving, hopefully raving fans of you. You want them to align with your values so they're like-minded and that's that's why it's really important but again it can and should be very simple it doesn't have to be all overthought I've been in numerous meetings with numerous committees and groups and and I can't tell you how many times we get what I call analysis paralysis um, where you get people even now there are a number of uh, folks I work with clients I work with that you have weekly calls where you get a panel of people that just they come up with all these different ideas and and granted sometimes sometimes they're good ideas and sometimes that can be beneficial but a majority of the time it's it's just people that are stepping in and butting in and they just have to put in their two cents from an egotistical standpoint because they have to have their way and I'm not kidding and I'm not trying to sound edgy here but there's a lot of psychology involved in a lot of this. Sometimes, they just can't let go. They have to. They have to have their spin on it. I've had people say, "I can't. I don't want to use purple. I just hate purple. Purple reminds me of Barney the dinosaur. Can't use purple." And you know, granted, you know, the company itself, you know, uh, Purple Mattress. You know, it's kind of difficult to brand a company Purple Mattress and not be able to use the company the color purple just because the CEO doesn't like the color purple because it reminds him of a dinosaur. That can be very challenging. But anyways, back to the simples, simpleness of design and not over-designing. Um, I've, I can tell you a story of a client that they, uh, they wanted to do a, a car wrap or a truck wrap, so you know you they had a fleet of vans and cars that they wanted to wrap graphics around and I presented what I thought was the ideal um, idea for their brand so for example it was a, uh, a chimney company a masonry company that did chimneys and they also did uh, pellet stoves and things so they were outside and inside so for example one side of the uh, box van was a really great powerful image of of a beautiful indoor setting with a pellet stove with a fire roaring. And the other side was a beautiful, some beautiful brickwork, beautiful chimney work. You know, it was like a split, almost like 2 faced and Batman, two sides of the coin tells the whole story. Well, this project went on and on and on and on because we had an owner that didn't know what he wanted, um, could not make a decision. And it was apparent with everything else they had. There was no consistent brand identity. There were no no consistent colors. The website was from like 1920. It was, yes, there was no website in 1920. That's the point. But it it just, it was very, very challenging. And it it fizzled out because they couldn't make a decision. Then he hired somebody who became their, his quote unquote marketing expert, which more or less, he basically was a good salesperson. And that does not make you a good marketer. So he, he was making horrible decisions that had nothing to do with the brand consistency. And asked for more and more and more comps and samples and comps and samples and mock-ups and meeting in person. And, you know, um, that was a learning lesson for me, too, because I, I tend to have a, a boundary of my time is very important and my talent that I apply to people is important because I love what I do. I do what I love and I want to apply that to help people as best I can. But if, if they abuse that time and they don't make use of that time, then it's to me, it's, it's a waste of, waste of time. It's a waste of time. But it went on and on and on. And it's just never got anywhere. They never did anything with it. Big waste of time and money. So that's overdoing it. It's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, maybe doing your garden. And imagine designing your garden in your front yard, and you have your flowers, you have your your trees, your shrubs, and different things, and you're planting them, and and then you decide you want to change them, so you dig them up, move them around, you dig them up, move them around, you keep digging them up, moving around, adding adding and taking away. You can begin to imagine how um, the garden's going to look like trash after a while. You know, instead of just keep it simple, a couple of bushes, a set of flowers, probably probably perennials, so they come up every year. Again, you want to think about it. Do you want to dig up your plants every year with annuals? Do you want to flower, do you want to water things? Do you want high maintenance, low maintenance? But keep it simple, just keep it simple, and it'll probably be beautiful. Um, same with our, just think about your, the simplicity of your life. You know, do you own a, a lot of clothes where it's really frustrating and difficult to choose what to wear? Or do you keep it simple? You know, a couple of pairs of pants, a couple of your favorite shirts, a couple of pair of shoes, real simple. Have a simple life. Go to a restaurant with a big menu, like go to a diner and they have like a multi, you know, like a 20 page menu. It's so hard to pick what to, what you want, right? Because it's, it's overdone, it's not simple. Some of the better restaurants have a real simple, well-designed menu that has just a handful of variety of things based on what people might like. Keep it simple. So when it comes to design, graphic design, the best tip I have is to keep it super simple. Don't over-design it. Now, one caveat to that is don't under-design it either because sometimes the opposite can be true where you come up with a couple of quick quick blips and, yeah, I like this one. Yeah, let's just go with it. You have to put some thought behind it. You have to give it some effort, but just don't give it too much effort because it's an absolute fact that when you... Overthink a design and overdo a design, it actually becomes a lousy design. And that's not good for any brand or identity. Todd Talks.